Welcome to Smartest Energy Talks, the podcast from a next generation energy company. Hello and welcome to the Smartest Energy Talks podcast. My name is Emma Smeaton, Marketing Manager here at Smartest Energy, and I'm joined by Mark Cox, Strategic Account Manager, and Tom Putney, Head of Pricing. Um, Our listeners may be very familiar with Mark and Tom as they're the presenters of our very popular non-commodity cost webinars um, that take place in April, July and November of every year. We've literally just been live to 150 attendees on this morning's webinar, so we thought we'd take this opportunity to recap on some of the key points that were covered and also provide the answers to some of the common questions that were asked by the listeners. So, Mark, just to kind of kick off, what were the key headlines that you covered yeah. in this morning's webinar? Uh, well, I mean, it's another another busy webinar and packed full of lots of material. But I think we really looked a headline on the targeted charge review, the the TCR. Um, I think that's really the biggest shake up in transmission and distribution charges that that I can remember. And I'll be doing this for for a long, long time. And I think the webinar is. It's a great platform, isn't it, really, just to tell everyone about what's happening. And I think what we wanted to do today was also bring a bit more of a focus onto the how the distribution costs are changing, because, you know, we talk a lot about triads are going and it's going to be replaced by fixed costs. And I think the distri- changing the distribution under TCR have often been not, not forgotten, but certainly sidelined. So we... What we decided to do was take an example of a very large office block, like an HP connection, and just to have a look at how the distribution costs are going to change from from this year to next year under TCR. And we used an example of four different areas, didn't we, from, from north to south. And I think really we're just trying to get the message across them of uh, the fixed cost the fixed costs are going to be you know increasing uh for transmission and distribution and the sort of more common sort of time banded consumption charges are all going to be reducing and i mean that's a that's that's a massive that's a massive change you know that's a uh a big a big shift really in 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 the charging and you know if we think that a lot of these costs were set up like these peak band the red peak band and triad you know they're all set up as very high peak charges to try and you know discourage consumers to use less power at peak time because if they use it it's going to be more expensive now i mean not going completely but you know by replacing them with fixed cost i mean that's a big shift away i don't know what sort of tom's thoughts are about that you know is, is that kind of telling us that the system can can cope much better now with these peak costs what do you what are your thoughts tom yeah sort of um along those lines i mean what what often have done behind all this this change is, is a lot of modeling to look at well what's the real value of, of reducing demand in that peak time and what they found was that the his, historic triads and um red amber green setup was essentially over incentivizing um so you get got a scenario where the amount of money that was being saved by by certain people in the in the industry was was greater than the benefit it was bringing to the industry so there is still value to the network from from shaving off peak consumption it's just 
Ofgem has decided and, and, and seen that actually that value is a lot less than what was being paid out. And of course, there's also a fairness angle to this as well. So mm. in reality, there's only a, a small subset of customers that can really take advantage of, of trial avoidance and, and red, amber, green um, optimization. You, know, you think some of the biggest winners out there are actually going to be domestic customers who historically haven't been able to avoid any of these costs by moving to a fixed charge. You would expect on average them, them to have a lower um, cost uh, year round. Yeah, exactly, exactly, Tom. And I think kind of you know that's the interesting point, isn't it? Because you know the fact that you know they've almost you know businesses were you know being incentivized, you know, there's a price signal incentivized to try and shift demand out of the peak, but it's going to be you know unavoidable now, isn't it, for for everyone? So, I mean that that you know that that had to be a headline in the in the webinar today, and then you know linked to that, we then had the news only very recently that there's going to be this possible delay to the Im implementation of the transmission changes. So uh, this, it looks like Ofgem are minded to put that back another year, so to 2023. Now, I mean, that was a real surprise to, to, to a lot of people when, when that came through, and it has you know, huge implications in, for, for not just for consumers, but for suppliers for the whole industry you know just as we're kind of gearing up to uh, implement the new uh, fix fixed charging now we're kind of in a bit of an uncertain uh, area on this at the moment now i think for next uh, month or two so again you know we needed to, to 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 highlight this to 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 our listeners so that they were you know aware that there could be this 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 delay but uh, you know, Tom. I mean, what are your thoughts on on this? It's uh, was a big surprise, wasn't it? Yeah, it certainly took us by surprise. I mean, we were really in the final, you know, final stages of the reform of the uh, industry modifications being outlined to implement this and approve. So it, it brings yet more uncertainty. We've already had this delayed one year. Um, so now it looks like it'll be the second time that that could happen. But you know, there's a bit of an unfortunate timing as well around the, the local elections that means that Ofgem aren't allowed to you know, do anything too controversial in that period of time they can't can't publish any decisions so that that's really um adding to this we're going to have to wait until you know the middle of may really until we we get any greater certainty around around what's going to happen and even at that stage it will only be in a, a consultation i mean the other the other, the other area i'm moving off of TCR that we kind of headline was around the around the capacity market because we've just had uh, the series of auctions. So we had the the T minus one, which cleared a you know record breaking high price, and you know that is that is that sort of thing that tends to kind of grab their their headlines. But I think the point that we were trying to make in the in the webinar today was yes, the T minus one has just recently cleared. I think it was forty five pound. A kilowatt yes that is a record high but it's only for a small amount of top-up capacity just over two gigawatts so what's important to our listeners really is well what's it going to cost us you know when we look at that and tom's team do the the modeling because it's just a well it's a big headline figure um it doesn't actually have too much of a, an impact on the on the scheme cost because it's you know much smaller amount of capacity so you know we would factoring in the the much bigger t minus four auctions uh, which is 
for the bulk of the, the, the capacity. And we were just kind of trying to make sure that uh, people realized that skin costs, what well, we forecast, are actually going to be down quite significantly for this year and next year based on you know lower clearing auction prices historically. So um, it's, it is quite nice in these webinars to be able to you know feed in some some good news because most of the time we're just seeing all of the costs going up and up but uh i think i think they were the, the, the kind of main headline grabbers for me i don't know tom if you had any other big items that uh you know you draw out i think the only other one worth highlighting really is is the ro changes that we've, we've seen as well with the mutualization rules um changing quite significantly so you know, i think it, we were talking about how historically the threshold for mutualization to be triggered was a 16 million pound threshold uh, for the industry this has now been brought up to 64 million pound for 2021 so it doesn't take away that that threat or risk of mutualization but it, it makes it a lot less likely and, and hopefully that will also be some welcome news for um, our customers on the call great yep. okay so um, just for anyone that listens to our podcast that hasn't tuned into one of the webinars before, just to give a bit of background information here. So we group um, the costs that would be on a typical business electricity bill into four types. So the wholesale energy cost, um, low carbon subsidies, that would be the FIT and RO, um, use of system costs, including the transmission, distribution and balancing costs, and other taxes and support levies, so capacity market would kind of fit in there. So where would you say we're seeing the most change in business electricity bills? So in terms of the increases, it's it's CFD, um, which has been the theme for probably the last few years. And this is the really big growth scheme that we see. Um, there's lots of new capacity coming into it, which um, is one of the big things pushing it up. Um, is there anything else you'd like to add on that, Mark? Anything you see as a key driver for costs for our, our customers? Uh, no, I mean, I just think, as I said, you know, we we, we generally sort of see them going up uh, across the board. And I think for me, you know, the, 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 key, the key thing here is that actually, you know, it's the way these charges are going to be charged in the future is a thing that's changing. You know, it's very difficult for us to say on an individual customer by customer basis, well, it's going to cost you more, cost you less without doing a lot more kind of you know detailed uh, analysis for them but um you know I, I think i think i think that's 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 that was the key key takeaway message that you know it's going to become uh a distribution and transmission which are you know a huge proportion of the of, of electricity bill is going to be far more um based on on fixed unavoidable costs uh and you know we, we we're used to seeing the other the other costs going going up um as i say you know capacity market coming off which can help to offset some of the other higher costs coming through that tom's just mentioned and yeah, obviously the other the other big big variable is the is the wholesale so you know we base our forecasts on the current outlook for for wholesale but clearly that's been highly volatile very variable in in the, in, in the last year so you know that you know, the wholesale price. You know we can't ignore the fact that you know the wholesale price is is going to still have a have a significant factor on total electricity costs. But you know as we showed in the webinar, 
today, right at the very start, we were looking at the breakdown. Uh, it's still only about 30, 40% of the total electricity bill. So it's the sum of all the non-commodity costs, which are really key. And you know, that's why we do these webinars, because you know that's where a lot of the cost is on, on the non-commodity side. And you know, it's it's reasonably easy to go out there and get information on the wholesale market, but you know, we we we've always felt that there was this gap in some really good, uh, detailed, you know, forecast analysis on on non-half hourly. And you know, I think when we started doing these webinars many years ago, there's always like a fifty-fifty split, but it's definitely, you know, a lot of the cost is moving towards non-commodity, and uh, you know, that that looks set to continue. Okay. Great. So also in the webinar, I guess we had a really great interactive Q&A session. Loads of questions came in from the audience. And I think um, from recollection, the most common questions were around the fixed charge GWAS banding criteria. And we also had a really interesting question on whether we would ever expect non-commodity costs to plateau. So, Tom, can we start with the um, the GWAS banding first? How, how does the criteria work for that? Sure. So it's really the same as um, the Chinoos banding that, that we've talked about before. So what's happened is the industry's had a look at um, the capacity over a two year period for every customer um, or every MPAN in the industry and then sort of stack them up uh, on top of each other and, and put for each category into four bands. So just like for Chinoos, you've got bands for LV, HV and EHV, and then depending where your capacity was over that two year period, you'd either be on band one, two, three and four. And those bands are the same for Chinoos and Duos. So if you're HV band two for Chinoos, you'll be HV band two for Duos. And just like for Chinoos, those are now fixed until um, April, 2026. I guess the key difference with Duos over Chinoos is when we then get to the charge level, those charges will vary depending on the DNO area, whereas um, for Chinuos, the charge will be the same regardless of where you are in the country. Okay, great. And what about your thoughts on would you um, ever expect these non-commodity costs to, to plateau at all, Tom? It's a really good question. Um, so in some cases, not really plateau, but we'd expect costs to stabilise. So if you take the likes of RO and FIT, these schemes are now closed to new generators, which means that the amount that a customer pays each year is really only driven by two factors, inflation, which will um, uplift the subsidy amount paid to generators each year, and then demand, which if it falls, will, will lead to higher unit costs, and if it goes up, lower unit costs. And so you'd expect them to, to stabilise. If not plateau, you would still expect a bit of a year-on-year -year increase. Of course, they're still... Um, still relatively volatile, they can move around depending on things like solar output or wind load factors uh, year on year. You then got your second um, category, which which we would expect to see more of an upward trend. So the one we've already mentioned is, is CFD, where there's more capacity joining that scheme year on year. So that would see us expecting a much higher growth rate for that. Um, another one to mention might be might be GEOS. So GEOS is set to go through its next price control to come in in a couple of years time. So when that happens, we'd also expect a, a step change in, in Duros tariffs at that, that point in time. Although thereafter again, for, we would expect them to have a sort of a relatively consistent year on year increase once we have that, that price control step change. Okay, great. 
Well, Mark, unless you've got anything else to add, that kind of brings us to the to the end of today's yeah. podcast. Um, but what we do usually do is leave our listeners with kind of three key takeaways at the end of each podcast. Podcast. So, Mark, what would um, what would yours be? Well, I think for me, number one would be that you know transmission and distribution charges are going to be moving away from this more sort of peak consumption based tariff to a fixed cost. So. I guess what that means for our listeners is there's going to be less opportunities to demand, manage to reduce uh, the cost of the invoice. Um, secondly, the news that the transmission uh, changes might get delayed until 2023. Uh, we're not going to know for a few months more yet, but if they do, then that does mean there's going to be two more winters for triad management, which I'm sure is going to be welcome news to some of the larger consumers out there. And I would say finally that the sum of all the non-commodity parts make up about 65% of the entire invoice. So I would say it's really, really important to keep on top of these for, for budgeting and yeah, so make sure you keep tuned in to our non-commodity forecast webinars. Great. Well, that brings us to the perfect close there, Mark. So thank you so much. And thank you, Tom, also for joining me today. Um, so, yeah, we'll we'll leave it there. Don't forget to register when registrations open in July for our next webinar. And we'll be back with a new podcast episode next month. So thank you very much. And we'll see you next time.